Welcome, this is the Teaching Excellence Podcast for all things FE, teaching, learning, assessment, quality and possibly a few other things along the way. Hosted by Steph Wilkinson and Jade Gibson, leaders in FE who want to support others and make a difference and hopefully spread a little happiness whilst we're at it. Welcome to the Teaching Excellence Podcast. It's Steph and Jade here. We are recording episode nine, I think we're on, of the Teaching Excellence podcast. And this week we were going to talk a little bit about um, outstanding teaching practices um, and probably a few other things along the way. But um, hi, Jade. Hi, Steph. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Um, everything's just, uh, you know, motoring on into term two. Lots of things going on. Um, lots of plates spinning, but ultimately just, you know, on the same mission, um, supporting <laughs> supporting teams to um, be the best teaching teams that they can be. Yes. Um, so, yeah, there's all sorts going on. Um, today is Monday, and um, today I've been involved in um, advanced practitioner interviews this morning. And oh, that's then, exciting. Yeah, no, that was really cool. Um, I always get really inspired when I'm in in interviews for advanced practitioners um, because, you know, generally they have some really amazing ideas that um, really, you know, remind me why I'm doing my job. So, um, yeah, that was really nice. And uh, this afternoon, been carrying on with Planning Development Day. We've got Development Day on the 15th of Feb. I think yours is the same, isn't it? Yes, that's right. Yeah, we've um, just about finalised everything now. So that's exciting because... Um, the only problem is, like, I find that I want to go to everything, and that's yeah. going to be really, really difficult when you book some really good people, and you're thinking, oh, and you just want to get, and I'm meant to be helping facilitate some stuff myself, so yeah. that's the frustrating thing when you just, I want to be at it, at it all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, um, with leading on the on the program, uh, you know, over here, um, yeah, it's the same. I've I've kind of gone for as much variety as possible um lots of different things on lots of really cool stuff um but also um i'm facilitating all morning um uh, but then i've kind of tried to make it that i can attend a few things in the afternoon because i'm the same i want to want to get to things and um and uh yeah no it's it'll be good it's a good day it's it's just a lot of planning and lots of thinking and making sure we've covered you know all the strategic um targets and and then supporting teams and what teams want but then also thinking about individuals and um you know staff input of what what they feel would be most beneficial to them so and then we've got a whole well-being strand so I'm excited for that we've got a few different things on including bread making artisan bread making and um, yoga introduction to meditation um, mental health um, awareness so yeah and that's only a, a few of the things <laughs> yeah well, we've kind of gone like other tack to this like this time yeah Just partly to do with you know like how I'm tra- I'm really keen on trying to measure impact of like the CPD yeah so we've tried well let's keep it more focused this time just so yeah. that I can actually start looking at that because you know what it's like if you have lots going on that's great but then yeah. like that focus is diluted as in if you want to look at 
impact in a bit more detail and just because I'm quite keen to run some things like you were saying where you're going to be running like programs throughout your CPD days Mm -hmm. I want things to like flow on from this one so we've actually just taken like strategic focus in terms of like the college ones we're having those I'm Mm -hmm. having hopefully inspiring keynote speeches uh, for Mm -hmm. like HE and FE to start it all off and then trying to keep it like a real key focus throughout the day that everyone's getting so it's like kind of opposite so we can discuss afterwards because it'll be really interesting like the the day and feedback because ours is going to be that everyone's going to have quite a similar experience of the day Mm -hmm. what what I'm hoping with that is that there gets a bit of a buzz or a talk about the certain things that we've had because lots of people would have had that session or so that it's just it's running throughout the day so we've only got kind of four for, for FE, there's four key sessions that are being repeated throughout the day. Mm-hmm. For HE, just specific HE stuff running throughout the day that we've got some externals coming in on. And then the end of the day, which we've talked a lot about, is that kind of technical updating stuff. So we've got some really cool things happening. So, for example, the equine team have arranged for... Um, someone to come in and they're going to be doing... You'll love this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about well-being mental well-being and how that impacts and influences performance and can um like improve performance so it's in who does a lot of research about pilates and yoga for equine riders and how it can improve performance so um that's a doctor like she's got a doctorate so she's coming in just things like that that are going to be for the team to take part in at the end of the day is a bit of like a reward thing and obviously hopefully technical updating so it's a fairly streamlined I'm gonna call it a day but we're gonna see how it works because I know you know we do get feedback when there's lots on that's really tailored to like to try and suit lots of different needs and wants you can get good things from that and yeah just the focus for this one I'm just trying to keep it streamlined so that I can look at like impact a little bit easier yeah and I think you know that um that conversation is still you know ever evolving but trying to get you know we're going with um sort of a big variety so people can choose things that are relevant to their yeah development but we're yeah. going to emphasize within every session the need to for everybody to think about how they are going to implement and then evidence the impact of what they've taken away Absolutely. um whether it be you know um uh, appraisals or um or you know um ongoing reviews or whether it be lesson observations or whether it be student feedback or you know um it would would trying to sort of get everybody thinking about that um yeah so that's quite cool that we've got two yeah different approaches because we can discuss like after we've had yeah. them both we can have a little like comparison yeah <laughs> definitely um I think um what I wanted to talk about today or what, what we discussed to talk about today was um looking at uh, or, or expanding on some of the things we've talked about previously and but with a bit of a different focus so we'd had a, a request or two to talk about um outstanding teacher and learning in the classroom and a little bit more of yes. a focus on classroom because obviously we talk a lot about quality processes and um and you know the nature of our job like leadership yeah the yeah. nature of our jobs is looking across the whole college to look at how we improve quality whether it be um teaching learning or whether it be assessment or you know quality processes so um we'd had a couple of requests to talk about outstanding teaching learning assessment from a from a practitioner point of view so that got me thinking and I think one of the things that we've talked about a couple of times recently is 
um, the you know the need for creativity um, when it comes yeah. to teaching practices. Um, so I, th- I suppose we can we can sort of explore a couple of things that we feel would contribute or that we think contribute to what we class as outstanding. Yeah, well, I think with um, with me, there will always be a theme of positivity yeah. that runs through whatever we're talking about. We try and talk about it with um, looking at how, mm. you know, being um, how positivity can help with engagement. Now, that's from like a leadership point of view and when you're working with staff or from a staff kind of teaching point of view, working with students. But like we we are so on the same wavelength. Aren't yeah, we? it can be, you know if you can radiate that positivity and that enthusiasm and that love for your job and love for your subject and, you know, onto students, then that's, oh, you've done like so much of the hard work already. If you can get, you know, if you can get them half as as enthusiastic about your subject as you are, then you've just made a huge, huge dent into being able to um, have an impact from from a teaching point of view. Yeah, and I think you know, um, it's it's funny, but um, I last week was talking about mindset because you know staff often raise um, the challenge of student mindset, but I mm-hmm. usually come back to very supportively challenge their mindset and I think in FE um we do always I think in any any teaching job um you always have to have um review and reflect on your own mindset and make sure that you don't have any sort of limiting beliefs or um negative beliefs about um your job your role your students because ultimately if you do have those underneath that will come out so um in one of the meetings, I ended up talking about um, reflecting on whether you were a mood hoover or a radiator. <laughs> so yeah. so um, a few people said, what are you talking about? Um, but it is something that I um, I came across in with um, the art of brilliance and the way that they talk about, um, you know, either you radiate that positivity, like you say, and enthusiasm and energy and love for your subject, um, or you don't. And a mood hoover, as you can probably guess, is um, <laughs> someone that sucks the life and the energy out of other people. Um, so yeah. that is the symptoms of that are, you know, complaining and always having a negative perspective on things. Um, and that is just a habit at times. Um but yeah, I think it's really important that we, sometimes our passion for a subject doesn't always naturally come out. Um, and sometimes even though we can see why something's really interesting, we have to almost spell it out to students and and then think creatively of how we're going to get them hooked in. Yeah. And that for me is a big part of, starting off a lesson at the beginning of any lesson and the beginning of every lesson is that how do you hook them in how do you sell your subject how do you radiate that sort of interest in it and enthusiasm for what you're about to teach them because if you don't set the lesson up in that way why why would they be excited or interested that's it and that's where kind of like that innovation and creativity um 
come into force I remember an amazing lesson I saw once Mm. and it started now I wouldn't advocate this (laughs) as as a normal start to any lesson (laughs) this is not um but basically this teacher had taken it that he wasn't actually in the room at the start of the lesson but he had a remote play so basically the you know um students had all come into the lesson I just thought it was amazing and he had pre-recorded the start of his lesson on the screen so it was him he started talking on the screen that was the first the the students had kind of seen and they were so like taken with the fact that they were watching their tutor on the screen instead of him just being stood there (laughs) saying the exact same things that he would have been saying anyway yeah Um, and he came in after about three minutes of them already starting a task that he'd set via this like remote himself yeah. um, and they just loved it and it got them like you know like straight into it because they just thought it was so like and, and what he was saying was obviously engaging and they were you know and he was um kind of making jokes as he was t- introducing them to the session because he was you know about the fact that he wasn't in the room yeah. and what they might you know and all that kind of thing but it was just such a different way of starting the lesson now he wouldn't do that every time and he wouldn't do that again with that group probably but just through switching up very slightly and just creating another thing and they were talking about it as they walked out the lesson yeah. and you know just silly like things like that but it will actually make them it's about memorable learning isn't it so they will always probably remember that lesson yeah like maybe and, forever. and then hopefully remember the content of that lesson and always you know so I think that when we talk about a hook you know whatever it is at the start of the lesson that gets them listening that gets them you know wanting to to find out more yeah. um and I th- I know, think so. you know that is such a, a a good example of just thinking slightly differently um like you say you wouldn't do it a lot with the same group because they just it wouldn't it would become normal and then they wouldn't be um as engaged or you'd have to purposely plan each time that you did it it was very different or um you know you'd yeah. have to be conscious. and for a purpose for a yeah purpose. I think this I think this um individual tutor, I think it's actually struggled for some reason there was something how they used to come into the lesson or mm-hmm. where they weren't really ready and and things so I think the rationale behind it had been something to do with trying to make them focus a bit quicker yeah. at the start of the lesson so he'd use that as a bit of a kickstart and then you know, they just, it, it just kind of brought them in. But there's lots of different, um, do you know, I love, um, again, another really good example is when I saw, um, like, observed a science teacher's lesson mm-hmm. um, and they'd set up the start of a, um experiment mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was just a really, really simple one. It was to do with um, which bottle would... T- which bottle would tip over first? So you've got three bottles in a line. Mm-hmm. One's full of water. One's half full of water, and one's empty. So if you pushed over each bottle, which one would fall over first? Mm-hmm. Do you know, like quickest kind of thing. So they're all trying to like have a think about this problem that it kind of set, and he had the bottles lined up at the beginning of the lesson, and had said, "We will come back to that at the end of the lesson." Like I want you to be thinking about it, you know, kind yeah. of thing. And then at the end of the lesson, he didn't actually give them the answer, okay. and he said, "No." I want you to go away, you know, and have a think about it. And there was apparently one student that was fuming at that because she'd worked the <laughs> lesson thinking she was going to get told the answer at the end of the lesson and was really annoyed and stormed off. And then apparently had come back in and said, ha, I did the the experiment at home and I worked out that it was the so-and-so bottle that, you know, and then had like said to him and she went, so there. And he went, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That's what I wanted to do, you know, like, so it was just really you know just different different things and just be like trying to trying to hook learners in now she was quite a difficult learner I think yeah. so um someone who looked like more challenging than some of the other learners in there so I think I th- and I think you know combined with 
um, always being very explicit about the rationale of the learning. So, yeah. you know, um, talking about why something is important as part of the learning, um, you know, not just because, oh, it's on the specification, we've got to learn it, or not, be- oh, yeah. Yeah, not because, yeah, yeah. oh, this is on the exam, so now we're learning this. It's like <laughs> the worst rationale um you know that well in my opinion it's just it it, you know if someone said that to me oh we've got to learn it I'd just be like oh okay you know it switched me off yeah Um, whereas if I can see how it fits into the bigger picture how it fits into the industry how it fits into like new initiatives or current thinking or um, current issues you know things in industry news or you know something really inspiring um yeah and they don't always have to be big radical things but you know if you can see how that little piece of the jigsaw fits into the bigger overall jigsaw then you're gonna feel like you know why you're learning something so um, yeah for me that beginning that creativity the 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 variety and the rationale um and being very clear as to why you're learning something I think is is significantly important so it might be that someone thinks about or reflects on their starts of lessons and challenges themselves to you know have a week or two where the start of the lesson is like the the focus and then just reflects on um, the impact that it's had I think that would be really you know really good to do and uh, you know obviously we'd love some ideas to share with other people about engaging our creative lesson starts um, mm. because I think the more we share them the better. That's it and I think what we're kind of coming up with is a little a little hit list of um, I think if definitely create creativity and innovation would come near the top of my list for um, definitely you know, create creating outstanding learning environments so I think that you know the more more creative you can be the better and 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 that's all part of engaging learners I think what you said about clarity is also really really key mm-hmm. learners understanding why they're doing what they're doing what the lesson's about that's your scene setting isn't it mm-hmm. and your and, and your clarity of instruction yeah. and then the other thing that we we I know that we're really really um in tune with as well is um about high expectations yes in kind of all senses of those words <laughs> <laughs> having high expectations about everything you know behavior what what they're expected to, to get out of the lesson you know the the teacher role modeling and yeah. you know kind of just setting that that whole environment yeah because that filters into the academic challenge the the expectations of how you you know of them working together um the expectations of what input and and them leading learning themselves within the lesson and being inquisitive um and i think if you're if you don't set those expectations they won't um they won't set them themselves necessarily so you know for me i always um i always envisage it in my head as um, I always have a set a bar, but I almost set it ever so slightly higher or slightly out of reach than maybe mm-hmm. I feel comfortable with because that really challenges me as a teacher to think about how am I going to design this lesson to try and get them beyond 
where I need, you know, beyond where the qualification wants me to be or beyond where the specification, you know, dictates a distinction. Um, because why, why teach to that? Why not teach beyond that? Um, yeah, because then what you're hoping is that that creates that um, the stretch and challenge. So even those who don't quite get there, mm-hmm. they've, they've pushed themselves beyond what they would have got if you hadn't been demanding that of them. Yeah. And, you know, the message is if you've got, um, you know, a group of um, makeup artists or um, potential makeup artists, then, you know, my message would be, okay, so we are training you to be one of the best makeup artists in the country. That's our intention for you guys. Um, so mm. that's what we're working towards and that's what you get as part, being part of this team and this class. Um, you know, and if you set those expectations from the from day one and keep reiterating that becomes a um, self-fulfilling belief, I think. Yeah. Um, and they will always reach beyond what they thought they or ever imagined they could. Yeah, and I think um, most colleges would have values, college values that kind of align to those expectations. So, you know, why not when we're trying to make sure that our college values are kind of lived and breathed throughout the organisation, then then that's what what you're doing. You're working towards those, you know, as a as a college, as a teacher, as a learning community you know everything you're trying to trying to stretch and I think because because we could talk about um you know assessment for learning we could talk about all the things that make up an outstanding session and making sure that you check this and making sure that you you know progress check this and all all those kind of things but ultimately if you don't set that bar like you say at Mm -hmm. the start you know at the start of the first time that you've ever met that class or Mm. the first time that you ever um do you know like put together a lesson or whatever you're doing you always have to have that in mind yeah so I think it's it's um yeah we could give you a recipe for a, for an outstanding session <laughs> but it's it just doesn't know, quite a, a work yeah it doesn't things. quite work like that no it doesn't and and I think you know it always depends on the group and it depends on your approach as a teacher and it depends on yeah. what you're actually teaching but I think the principles for me these are the things that we talk about are the things that are common we commonly see from outstanding teaching practices um you know those that have really high expectations those that really sell the subject and get the students engaged and interested and um curious about um uh, and inquisitive about the subject um you know and setting that bar really high i think really important for me the other one is about and it links to variety um so you know making sure that there's lots of variety but um thinking beyond that because it's something I've been thinking about recently is um I keep talking a a lot about collaborative planning um Mm -hmm. so teams or at least small groups of teams working together to collaboratively plan or at least bounce ideas around you know um to discuss what they're teaching and some of the things they're going to be trialing with the group because I think what doesn't happen is that teams discuss what's coming up next week and the types of things that they're going to be doing in the lessons and ultimately because we don't do that um you you can sometimes have where students might experience the same thing a lot across their week so, yeah. for example, 
um, if everybody decides, I don't know, um, to do an assignment workshop, but they haven't kind of told each other about it, the, the teachers, um, a student could end up going through the whole week and the majority of the week be assignment workshops and yeah. they could feel, you know, not so inspired inspired by that not a lot going on yeah because the 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 thing is with assignment workshops um students ultimately could potentially just do that at home on their own so the they have to feel like there is a benefit to doing that with a tutor compared to doing it at home and students you often find if you if you dig a bit deeper with them they quite like having the space in 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 college to do it but at the same time they think could I just have stayed at home and done this yeah so it's about the value you've got to make well, even yeah even an assignment workshop it, it needs that structure of a lesson it's not the yeah. kind of right sit at a computer let's go it's got to have you know discuss with the person next to you the yeah. focus that you're going to achieve in this lesson um you know what are you set out your clear aims of what you want to have achieved by the end of this lesson you know probably more individualized than you would have had as a group mm-hmm. or um you know then at strategic points in the lesson you know getting them to feedback and going you know that facilitation of of the lesson so that they maximize it and get as much progress as possible and it's not just a you know just yeah go on the computer and go on with yeah Yeah, it's it's got to be it's got to be um a a space where they really have to think hard they really have to reflect they really have to focus on the quality of the work they can talk to each other potentially about their work and explore ideas and it might be that Mm -hmm. part of the first part of the session is planning the assignment and reviewing and recapping the module content to be thinking about you know what they're going to put in their assignments because ultimately you don't want students just sat at a computer either using google or a book to just yeah kind of regurgitate some information into their own words um for an assignment because that's just so uninspiring um, and isn't stretching the, yeah. the students at all so um collaborative planning for me and the other example would be you know if if in team time um you've all learned how to use kahoot um and then everybody uses kahoot every single lesson <laughs> um potentially you're gonna be kahooted out Yes. Yeah. It it doesn't become it it doesn't become innovative and creative if you've all learned one way of engaging learners with information technology and and you know that's all everyone ever sees is that type of (laughs) use of it. So obviously anything with purpose, anything that's got purpose, what's the reason why you're doing it? And you can really kind of like use it for to to you know impact and inform on learning then fantastic you know kahoot away but i think if it's you know if it's not yes then if there is no clear purpose for it and it is just to shoehorn a bit of you know hoping that using something like that would actually get learners engaged in a lesson is you know it's not the best strategy and it's uh, for those types of things it's really important to me that students understand why you're using them and um, and the rationale yeah. as to why you're using different types of technology and what the benefit is to them um, rather than Definitely. like you say just a bit of novelty Mm, but I do think with you um, going back to your collaborative planning mm. I think definitely there's like a twofold benefit of that so 
and and basically what you were saying so one working out especially where lots of qualifications are now moving towards synoptic endpoint mm-hmm. assessment the reason why you need to know what everyone else is doing in your department that's also teaching the same learners you are is to find out how they all link so that you know oh great you're doing a practical um with you know the year two mm-hmm. group if you could um can you just mention the so-and-so legislation because i'm going to be talking about that in mm-hmm. their theory you know that this week and and equally i'll be talking about that for you you know like it's so first of all you've got to get that um actual sequencing of of the curriculum correct and making sure that it works and that you've all discussed it the second point is like you say to make sure that the learners are getting variety within that week and that should link to kind of assessment plans if I have my quality head on Um, and things like that so that everyone knows what they're working towards roughly or schemes of work or you know that you've all got access to and then the third thing is bringing it right back around to the creativity Mm. um, is actually just to get some inspiration because sometimes you might have the same way of opening a lesson or you might have the same way you know of 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 doing things and actually the best lessons I've I've ever planned is when I've gone has anyone got an idea of what I can do with this? This is this is these are the bones of what I'm thinking, but can anyone think of like a better way of doing that? Do you know, and like often you just need that, you know, another head to, to kind of like give you an idea and say, Oh, I've used this once that really worked well, or mm. you know, I trialed that with that group and they loved it. And you know, just getting just some some inspiration. Yeah. You, you do get you do get habits in teaching. Yeah. Um, especially if it's something you've taught quite, you know, over the years, maybe the same unit or the same topic and you know you just need 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 some inspo yeah definitely <laughs> and I think mm. um just trying different things but um you know I always work off the sort of principle of the more heads together the more ideas you can come up with and as long yeah. as you know collaborative planning focuses on positive um actions and positive um elements of teaching and learning doesn't become just a moan about what doesn't work or what can't happen um you know I think that would be really um um useful and if you're really good you could (laughs) even include the strategies that as you know the evidence-based teaching strategies which are um you know uh thought to enhance and consolidate learning so um, I've mentioned it before but the six strategies on um the learning scientist website so for example Mm -hmm. if you're talking to other people who are teaching the same group it might be that you do a starter activity that's linked to a different module altogether um, and then you trade so that other tutor would do a starter activity related to your topic but actually that is shown to strengthen learning because it's it's um doing things in different orders or different sequences um, yeah. that are shown to you know improve the connections that made in your brain you know relating to subject knowledge so uh, and as a hook again you if you can mix it up a bit mm-hmm. so that learners aren't just getting what they're expecting to get yeah you know when they walk in the lesson and they think oh well that's a bit different you know it's anything anything that you can get mm-hmm. if you can get a learners learners brain switched on you know and thinking about something as soon as they walk into a, a lesson then you again you've uh you you're on the way definitely um and i suppose the last thing just to mention oh i mean we could you know this is a conversation that could go on all all day um <laughs> but i think one of the other things that i you know it's just cropped up recently for me um in in outstanding lessons um is is that is the, and raises questions about how people are doing it is the question about how 
teachers are planning for students to capture learning. So when you design your lesson, um, it's important that we think about how are they going to capture learning and what is it that they're going to take away from that lesson? So is it, you know, what does those sets of notes look like? What do the handouts look like? What do, what, how do they, how are they going to learn from the practical task? How might they capture their reflections from a practical situation? Because Mm -hmm. ultimately, um, I have a, a, a theory, um, it's probably out there somewhere improved or disproved um, that (laughs) if the quality of the capturing of learning is, is really high, um, then meaning that they've got a really solid set of notes um, with clear, you know, annotations or whether it be from peer assessment or really good use of technical key language, um, uh, some self-reflection, et cetera, et cetera then I think students would produce better assignments and be able to prepare for exams better. Yeah, um, definitely. And and that's that intention, isn't it? Yes. And that's, the, that's the planning. So um, at the start of your module, at the start of you know the year or, or mm-hmm. whatever, and when you're setting your expectations, you need to have clear sight of what it is that you are hoping that the learners will be collecting producing you know yeah. like how is that going to look so we, we've talked before about the use of note notebook yeah uh, one note yeah. um type stuff or you know is it going to be electronic portfolios is it going to be a very well-ordered well-structured portfolio as in a you know a paper portfolio mm. that gets regular checks that is you know kept because with the best will in the world sometimes a 16 year old stuffing notes into like a file and trying to rush out the classes and you know going to be so it's it's kind of setting those expectations again of organized structure um and checking because that's you know the only way that you're going to keep on top of it so yeah and that and that for me you know when I'm in an observation one of the first things I I look at is um the quality of the resources and and I I sort of start to analyze how our students capturing learning or how is learning being made visible is probably the other question that I ask so is it um they've got folders and files or is it that they've just pulled whipped out um a scrap of paper from the bag or is it that they've not turned up with any paper um is it organ is it a folder a file like a paper file is it um organized does it have sections for different modules does it have um module overviews and you know all those types of things and like you say it doesn't have to be paper if if students don't work like that that's fine but then if they're going to use an online folder such as OneNote um you know we might have to help them to structure it appropriately and think about how they're going to stay organized and the types of things that they would capture in that in that place um but ultimately if they are writing on scraps of paper and um, and and even instructions within the lesson about what types and what quality of notes to be making um and i don't mean oh, everybody copy this off the board that's not yeah. what i'm talking <laughs> about um but giving some sort of uh, expectation and direction as to the quality and quantity of notes that you expect them to be taking um, yeah. i think that's really important and like you say then you've got the added layer of um, how often do you check them? How do you give feedback on that? 
um because if they don't yeah. have a set of if they don't capture learning we can't expect good quality assignments or um, that's it i've just thought i've just thought of um, um a really uh well i think it's a good quote from okay. uh, from a non-teaching resource mm. <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm thinking of um a quote from friends which you can you can uh always pull something from friends but the one that that's from monica where she says rules control the fun and that's like what I think about in the classroom. Yeah. Rules control the fun, have structure, have a high yeah. expectations, have an organized file. Yeah. And then you will have um, a fun and engaging lesson. Yeah. And if, if, you know, if we're not thinking about that as teachers, and therefore we won't be helping students to improve their capturing of learning. Um, we 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 can't expect them to always you know some students will love to make I was one of those students that at doing my A levels loved writing things out loved having a neat folder you know um I I didn't I always had really good notes to revise from and and do my coursework but there are lots of students that can't do that yeah. um, or stronger that. Yeah, yeah and and we really need to think about how we help them to do that because we can't moan about students not being independent if we don't model it yeah um, and model the expectations so I think that's a really um, important one and then all of those things tied together would be you know really powerful or trying to facilitate really powerful self-reflection whether yeah. it be about the the lessons whether it be about the module content um, and and getting them to track their own progress and own confidence with the subject I think is really is really key to outstanding teaching and learning. I agree. And I, I don't think it's a coincidence that this looks like it's going to be our longest podcast yeah. ever. Because this is, this is what we're about. Yeah. <laughs> and, there's, and there's so much more we could talk about, and we will, so it's fine. Um, but, yeah, um, just keeping an eye on time, we better wrap it up there. So um, thanks, Jade. And, yeah, thanks, um, Yeah, I will see you soon. Yeah, take care. Okay, okay bye. You. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Teaching Excellence podcast. Leave us a voice message in Anchor. Tweet us and let us know what you think or what you want to hear on the show. Tune in next week for more. Have an amazing week and be the best version of you.